You're listening to the Handmade CEO Podcast. My name is Maria Lauren, small business owner and creative entrepreneur. Each week, we'll discover the steps and motivation that inspire our guests to create income from their skills. Get ready to start learning how to creatively pursue your dream job by crafting it yourself. Thank you for tuning in to episode 36. If you've been plagued with reasons why you can't start your small business, you'll love the reality check that this episode has to offer. Cynthia from Baby Bella Art not only started her small business while working a demanding full-time job, she was also pregnant. Now, two years later, she talks to us about her thriving Etsy business and her new adventure on Amazon. As always, stay tuned until the end to hear Cynthia's offer on custom t-shirts that are sure to make the perfect gift. Hi, Cynthia. Welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Good, thanks. So, Cynthia, can you tell us about your small business journey and how you got started with Bella Art? Yeah, so I got started with Baby Bella Art when I found out I was pregnant. I actually had never done anything business-wise or I was never, ever crafty at all. I actually work with animals on full-time job. Once I found out I was pregnant, I just wanted to make her everything and myself. So I just found that side of me and the creative side. And I just decided to open a little shop with that. That's awesome. You were saying you were a trainer. I think I had seen that on your Etsy page. Could you tell Mm -hmm. us a little bit about that? Yes, I'm actually a dolphin and sea lion um, trainer. So I work with dolphins and seals and sea lions in my full-time job that has always been uh, my dream, my career. So I went to school for that. And that's what I do on a full-time basis. And then my business, I have it on the side. Awesome. That's so incredible. Because I think a lot of times we worry that we're not going to have enough time and here you're doing both. So that's really great. And how did you learn to create these designs if you weren't really that crafty before? Oh, yeah, I wasn't crafty at all. So I just started watching some YouTube videos. And it just kind of like fascinated me because I didn't even know that anyone could could create I thought you had to like have like big machines and stuff like that. So once I started watching some craft videos, and I found out about the cricket and all of those little things, Mm -hmm. I just started going into it more and watching more and I'm like okay I want to buy a cricket and I want to start making her her onesies I'm gonna make every single one of them and that's how I started yeah how cute so it was because of your daughter all because of her yeah that's why I actually named it baby Bella because her name is Isabella how do you gather inspiration for your new designs I follow a lot of Instagrams and stuff. I'm part of some Facebook pages too. We give each other ideas, but I always try to see, for example, the quarantine now. Um, I try to get something kind of cute and funny and like some sayings and create my own. I have a lot of princess stuff because that's how I started with her and her little things. And do you still make all of the pieces yourself? Yes, I make every single thing myself. Can you give us a little rundown of your process if somebody wants to order, say, a custom design? On my Etsy store, I have one of the listings for custom. You just contact me first. Whatever idea you have, I'll just come up with the design on the computer. I'll send you the design. I can design whatever you have in mind. 
Okay. And so are most of your pieces custom pieces or are they mostly already predetermined and you can add a name to it? I have over 200 listings in the store already. So you can just go there and if you like the design, you can just purchase it. For example, there's some designs. The other day I had a customer like, oh, I, I ordered this design, but could you make the bow instead of here big on top? And I was like, yeah, absolutely. So I don't even charge custom design for anything like that because the design is actually already there. That's incredible. That's a lot of listings. <laughs> and which ones do you find are your biggest sellers? Oh, actually a princess one is one of my biggest sellers. I think it's just because it's it's not even one of the most famous. Well, she is to me, but she's not like everyone's. It's not like the Cinderella princess. Right. Um, she is one of my biggest sellers. But now with the quarantine, I'm having like a big demand and some friends quotes that I made some cute onesies with. They actually okay. came out pretty cute. Yeah, they're like yeah. my biggest demand. I did see one of the um, reviews that you had, and it was a friend's onesie. It was super cute. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so what has it been like having a baby and a business all at the same time? Well, I'm not going to say it's easy. <laughs> it's not <laughs> It's not easy at all, but it's worth it. It's You just need to manage your time. I actually do most of my stuff, of course, while she's sleeping. Because mm-hmm. I can't, I can't just go like and start like cutting stuff and how she starts grabbing everything. She's two now. So mm-hmm. I make the designs while she's awake. Yeah, I'm in the computer, whatever. But whenever I have to actually make the onesies, I always make it or like during her nap times or at night after I get from work and I put her to sleep. And that's when I actually have the chance to make the onesie. Right, right. Yeah. Some quiet time. So are you still doing the animal training? Oh, yes, absolutely. Wow. For example, I worked yesterday from 7 a.m. to midnight. Oh, wow. Yeah, I have some. Sometimes we have long days. Working with animals is a little bit different. Sometimes we have to stay there 24 hours. and It's unpredictable. Yes, it's always unpredictable. I work at Miami Seaquarium. So it's the oldest aquarium here in the United States. It's in Miami. (laughs) I've been working there for over nine years now. Could you tell me in regards to business what the best part of owning your business has been? To me, the best part has been just being able to be your own boss. That to me, of course, you have your time set and you set up the way However, it works for you. So it's very like you can adapt with the life style you have. So for yes. example, for me, I put a three to five business days um, shipping, sometimes one to three, depending on how things are, because I have a baby. So for me, it's just a little bit more complicated. Most of the times I will ship way before my um, time, but I think owning your business gives you that freedom. It's not like a nine to five that you need to be there. And if you can't do it today, like something happened, okay, you still have tomorrow because you still have that set time. You know, I I want to live out of my business. I'm still not there, but that's my goal. If you're trying to run your own business, you can set your own parameters. So I love that you are able to tell people it takes me one to two days to make something. And then you know you've got that window and, and you could even hire, you know, babysitter if you needed it. Exactly. I think that's the most 
Yeah, I think it's the most important thing to follow that dream instead of saying it's an excuse for not starting. You know? Oh, yeah. No excuses. There's no excuses for not starting. You literally need to grab a, a laptop and click on whatever and make a website and just go go there. Yeah, exactly. So how do you work out the inventory? Because I was looking at your site and I see you have onesies and then some t-shirts. And I love the t-shirts that are for a mom and child. So are you stocking a lot of t-shirts then for your orders? How does that work? No, I, I do. I have like a stock of onesies. So the onesies are the one that come out the most, but I don't have like a huge stock, I would say, because it's very easy access for you to get onesies if you need. If I run out of stock, I can just go on my phone, order in an hour, go do a drive through and they bring it to my car. So I don't need to have that big stock. I like having it just because I don't want to be going to the store all the time. Um, But I, I usually have every single size and I have short sleeve and long sleeves. I would have, I would say, a minimum of 10 each because of the way, like the orders, it's really, it goes by really quick. Mm -hmm. Um, And then the shirt, I will have like two each size. I don't keep big inventory in in the house, but I do keep big inventory of the vinyls because those are a little bit different. Yeah. I love that you're able to keep it to a minimum and you're not having to put out a lot of upfront Exactly. In the beginning, I didn't. In the beginning, like before you get used to and knowing what how the demand is, like I used to actually make the onesies to take pictures. And then I found out that that's not how it works, that you just actually do a mock in the computer. And yes, and then you don't have to waste the vinyl or whatever and spend that much money just to get a sample for your store. So like it's a learning process and it was worth it. But yeah, now I don't to keep like a lot of stuff in the house. You're right about the mock-ups. In the beginning, when I was first getting on Etsy, I remember thinking, whoa, are these people actually taking all of these Mm -hmm. pictures? And it was just, I thought that was a lot of work. But now I understand the whole mock-up thing. So that makes so so much sense. But it also provides a really nice consistency to your shop. I think your shop is just beautiful. So I love that about it too. Thank you. Is does that go for Instagram too? Because it looks like you have some of the similar pictures from your shop on Instagram. Yes, I was just using Instagram just to like draw like attention to the shops. I basically post, I choose an item and I post almost every day just to draw the attention. Now I'm going to start posting more of the people, the babies using the shirt, like the reviews they get, whatever um, the customers send. But it's it's basically like a mirror from what I have in my shop. I just post it on my Instagram, but I don't use Instagram to buy. I just use Instagram as a platform to show the pictures. To show. Yeah. yeah ideally, if you sell a product, I think people want to see the product on the baby or if it's jewelry, whoever buys it. As you may already know, I'm a huge fan of selling on Etsy. I've had over 10 years of selling my jewelry and digital cards there. And to be honest, it is by far the easiest platform to navigate. It takes no time at all to list an item with a smartphone. And really, that's how I get most of my products in my shop. To make it easier for you to get started, I'm sharing a link in the show notes for you to open your shop with 40 free listings. That should motivate you to finally take that first step and get your shop online. 
If you're looking to finally open your store with absolutely nothing to lose, now is the time to try Etsy. Now back to the show. Do you have any tips on how to ask your clients for pictures? Um, I do have a review message. Uh, so when I pack my items, I actually write, I have a, a card and I write, I handwrite every single one of them. Um, I'm still able to do that now. It's kind of getting rough, <laughs> yes. but I'm still keeping it up because I just feel it's, it's very personal. I would like to receive a handwritten something because I feel the person actually did it for me. Every time you write is different. So mm-hmm. for each customer, your message is, of course, it's, it's going to be almost the same, but different because they're not ordering the same thing. And so right there, I already have a little card. And then right there, it already says about whatever, leave your honest review. I don't ask for like five stars or anything. I just want everyone's feedback because if I do make a product because no one's perfect and something comes out wrong that I don't notice, like, please let me know because Mm -hmm. I will gladly make another one for you before, of course, you give me like a whatever star review. But if you do, uh, it happens. I already has that little note. And after when it's delivered, they get a little message and sometimes they answer me back. It's, it's hard. Like I do need to say that before I owned an online business, I didn't care about reviews. Like I'm not going to waste my time writing, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. You know what I mean? exactly. Yeah. So that is the hardest part of your business is to getting those reviews, regardless if they're negative or positive. If you have a good product, they're not going to be negative. So I always ask. And, and sometimes if I have conversations with them, I will say, right, like, if you love it, you can leave us a review and you can, you're more than welcome to leave us a picture of your baby. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I don't even need to ask anything and they just post it because they They just want, yeah, they just want to show how it was. So it depends on the customer and if they're willing to spend an extra minute (laughs) to upload that picture. (laughs) So just really quick then, does it it sounds like you're saying that after you get notified that their package has been delivered, do you at that point send a message saying, hey, if you like your product, can you leave a review? Yes. So they're going to get it. They're going to read their little thing. So I, I actually like wait two days, two, mm-hmm. three days because they already read the card. So I give them time. And right. then if and nothing happens, I will send them that message. Thank you so much. And it's like a thank you message. And then uh, there I'll say, if you would kindly leave, uh, be able to leave your honest opinion about the product, your feedback is very important to us. And then I just set up how they do it. Like go setting home, blah, 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 page. Right. And I just put it there. Thank you very much. And that's it. If they don't leave a review, they don't leave a review. That's right. Got it. not going to be bothering them either. Right. I always say, I've, I mean, I've said it on the show before, but it always feels to me like when you leave a review, it's like extending your hand out to that next possible listener or customer. And it's like saying, hey, it's totally okay to shop here. You're going to love it. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like it makes such a big impact if somebody could just write that little review. Yes. Anything. And it actually helps the shop because the the, someone else that's going to buy something, they're going to want to read the review. So if a shop for more, like they can be the best, but if they don't have a review, we get a little bit like, okay, like, should I order? Is it good? Like, there's no feedback. So exactly. It's very important. Yeah. Right. Are you selling on other platforms? Yes, I sell on Amazon. 
Oh, um, nice. Okay. Yes. I have an Amazon handmade store. Uh, my Etsy has more. I'm starting the Amazon. Um, okay. So Amazon is just a little bit more complicated to, to do stuff. Yes, so, I agree with you. <laughs> <laughs> anything Amazon is very complicated. So um, I'm transferring my listings to Amazon now. Again, it's a slow process because I have um, a toddler and I already have Etsy. And I have something else too. So it's just like, okay, like let's find time. So I'm transferring everything to Amazon on my card. There's a QR code. So they just Mm -hmm. scan it and they could choose because some people rather shop from Amazon. But my Etsy right now Mm -hmm. is, is more, I have more listings. So where did you say you put your QR code? In the card that goes with the order. So whoever shops on Etsy gets that little card and then whenever they can pick and now I'm like I'm trying to make like little things so I can also post on my Instagram so I can call people for the Amazon store but on my Instagram I already have a link on top and when you click there's all the stores and the Facebook and everything there so you can go yeah yeah that's great that's a really good idea with a QR code was that difficult to make no, it's very simple. I made it from an app. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, super simple. Everything is, I just need to say that basically everything is on YouTube. You just right. need to filter what's good and what's not. Right. Uh, exactly. But we can find everything. Like I found how to make, like change fonts and how to make fonts, how, even drawing. Like I started like using my iPad to draw and it does not come out natural guys. So <laughs> <laughs> it, I, it's literally like, watching YouTube and techniques and okay, I think I can do that. And then it comes out and then you're like, Oh, okay. Like I did it. It came out cute. Right. Yeah. I love that you have no barriers. <laughs> nope. <laughs> and what advice would you have for somebody thinking of starting an online shop? What platform would you recommend or what advice would you have for them? I would say the handmade part is Etsy is a hundred percent where it's like the best because the hardest part is to drive traffic. So it's very easy to build your shop. So there's no excuses. Just go online, sign up, build your shop. And Etsy will help you drive the traffic. You just need to, again, do your research and understand about SEO and like the keywords and everything that you should put in your listing. And now Etsy, since quarantine, they've been helping a little bit more with advertising. Right. Um, I did notice that. Yeah. Yes. So they've been helping. I don't ad- advertise at all, okay. but they, they do. And right now what they're doing is that they're advertising your shop. Like I didn't understand why it was getting so many orders of one specific product. And I'm like, what's happening? And when <laughs> I went to see, um, it, it was on Google. People were probably typing like, princess onesie and that onesie was coming up like first page first picture and i'm like whoa that's so cool fine (laughs) i'm on google like what was that so like but they were taking a percentage out of that ad so the etsy was taking 15 percent off because they were advertising it which it's whatever you know what i mean they're driving traffic to your to your shop exactly right yeah they they do that 
Wow. Yeah, that's been pretty cool to see that. I did notice. And, and sometimes you do have those moments where you wonder, wow, why, where are all these people coming from? And I love that if you mm-hmm. look at your dashboards, you can see where your shoppers are coming from. So that's really helpful too. So what's next for you in business? So right now I am actually, I'm coming up with a baby line. So I'm going to keep my handmade store. I'm just growing and creating more. And I'm coming up with a baby kit. It's on Amazon already. Um, It's not handmade. It's silicone, everything. Because again, as a first time mother, I bought, I think everything you can imagine to make my life easier. Right. And <laughs> I've encountered several not good quality products. And mm-hmm. I I was just like, okay, I'm done. I feel moms deserve better. I'm building a brand aside from baby Bella. Or I actually have now the brush and Bella. I'm going to make the brush and Bella and baby Bella together. But of course, the baby Bella will be my handmade part of my store. And then I'm just growing the business um, a little bit more. Yeah. Is that already available on Amazon? It's available on Amazon already. We lounged on August 20th. Perfect. Wow. That's so great. And where can we find your adorable onesies? And you can go ahead and tell us the link for Brush and Bella. So you can find the onesies on my Etsy store. Baby Bella Art. It would just be babybellaart.etsy.com. And on Amazon, you can find us too for my cute onesies. You just type in the search Baby Bella Art, the same as Brush and Bella, and you can find us. Awesome. Are both of those on your Instagram page too? They are all on my Baby Bella Instagram and on the Brush and Bella Instagram. Yes. Wow, they are all perfect. there. Thank you so much, Cynthia. <laughs> Thank you for giving me the opportunity to talk a little bit about my shop. And I really appreciate it. Well, there you have it, my friend. Another ambitious handmade CEO pushing past obstacles to get things done. I love that Cynthia has taken the stance that she can and will learn whatever is needed to realize her dreams. I was able to speak to her about her new business adventure that required a lot of digging and research on her end. I know we rarely stop to investigate the products that surround us, but oddly enough, a lot of them are created by someone that was curious, someone that didn't like the way that a product worked, or maybe the creation came from a necessity. I guarantee that we all find ourselves in one of these three buckets on a daily basis. The results are never promised, but the will and determination to see an idea through will produce more positive results than ignoring your desire to create something great. I know you have it in you, and if this episode taught you anything, let it be that with a little curiosity and a whole lot of YouTube, you too can learn anything. Cynthia is so gracious and is offering 10% off of her shop. I'll have the link in the show notes. I'll see you next time. Thank you so much for listening to the Handmade CEO podcast. Don't forget to check the show notes to get a glimpse of today's featured guest and special offers. If you love the show, leave a review and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for tuning in. Now it's your turn to start handcrafting your dream job.